You're listening to a Mango Languages podcast. Hey friends, welcome back to How Language Works. As you know, in this series, we unpack the foundational systems that underlie how language works. In our last episode, we talked about semantics, which was all about word meaning. But it turns out semantics is only half the story. To really understand how meaning works in language, we need to know about pragmatics. Lucky for you, in this episode, I'm going to tell you what pragmatics is, why it matters, and how it works. If you don't know me yet, I'm Emily, your friendly neighborhood linguist and your host of this Mango Languages series. Without further ado, let's get to it. So, what is pragmatics? Short answer, it's the contextual meaning of our language. Now, you might be asking, how is that different from semantics? Well, it's the contextual part. When you know the semantics of a language, you essentially know the vocabulary of that language. That is, you know what words and sentences mean in a literal sense. When you know the pragmatics of a language, you go beyond literal meaning and understand the subtle art of conversation. And if you're looking for something to be grateful for today, you can thank your knowledge of pragmatics for how you take social, cultural, and situational factors into consideration when communicating with language. For example, your pragmatic knowledge is what allows you to do things like politely hedge a request, cleverly read between the lines, negotiate turn-taking norms in conversation, and navigate ambiguity in context. We'll look at some examples of these later in the episode. The takeaway for now is that in linguistics and in language, semantics refers to literal meaning and pragmatics refers to meaning in context. Okay, so now we know what pragmatics is, but why do we need it? The answer comes in two parts. We need pragmatics because one, language is inherently ambiguous, and two, people, and I'm talking about all people, I'm looking at you, I'm looking at me, people don't always say what they mean. So let's tackle those two points in turn. First, how is language ambiguous? Well, for instance, imagine you see a news headline that says, a stolen painting was found by a tree. This sentence is ambiguous, meaning it has two possible meanings. In one interpretation, a sentient tree, perhaps named Tim for timber, stumbled upon a stolen painting. Mm, not so likely. In the other interpretation, the painting was discovered by humans, presumably, in its location next to a tree. A stolen painting was found by a tree. Now, of course, this sentence is ambiguous because the word by has multiple meanings that work semantically in the sentence. By applying your pragmatic knowledge of how the world works, in this case, the fact that trees don't have the agency to find things, you're able to easily ignore the unlikely interpretation in favor of the more likely interpretation. The takeaway, languages are inherently ambiguous, and pragmatics helps us disambiguate meaning to facilitate everyday conversation. Okay, now let's go to that second point. People don't always say what they mean. Why? Well, one of the most common reasons for this is politeness conventions. For example, when I'm ready to leave my friend's house, I likely won't say, I'd like to leave now, so let's end this conversation. Instead, I'll apply a pragmatic strategy by saying something like, well, it's getting late, isn't it? In this case, I'm not explicitly saying that I want to wrap up the conversation, but I am politely implying it. In pragmatics, there's a name for this in direct use of language. It's called implicature. And implicature is defined as the meaning that a speaker intends without explicitly saying it. 
And now you might think this sounds super passive aggressive, but we do this all the time and for a variety of reasons. Politeness conventions are just one of them. And now that you have the name for this concept, I bet you'll catch yourself using and hearing implicatures all the time. You're welcome. So now we know what pragmatics is and why we need it, but how does it work in everyday communication? Well, the simple answer is that a speaker makes assumptions and a listener makes inferences. And this happens in order to reach a common ground. At the core of everyday pragmatics is the goal of understanding and being understood. This is known as the cooperative principle, and it was introduced back in the 1970s by the late philosopher of language, Paul Grice. Grice also authored what has come to be known as the Gricean maxims. These are four general pragmatic rules that seem to hold in most situations and across most languages. I'll give you a quick rundown of what they are. Gricean maxim number one, be concise. Provide as much information as is needed and no more. Gracian maxim number two, be truthful. Don't lie or say things that you don't believe. Gracian maxim number three, say things that are pertinent to the discussion at hand. And Gracian maxim number four, be clear. This means avoiding obscurity and ambiguity where possible. Now, these four maxims are like the glue that holds together a cohesive conversation. However, like any framework, there are plenty of exceptions. For example, when using sarcasm, we might intentionally violate the maxim of being truthful, and we do this for humorous effect. When we're nervous, we might violate the maxim of being concise because we feel the need to ramble on. There's actually a whole fascinating subfield of linguistics that analyzes differences in pragmatic rules between speakers of different language and cultural backgrounds. This subfield is called intercultural pragmatics. And if you'd like an episode about that, let us know. Now, last thing, what happens when a speaker's intent misaligns with a listener's inferences? Communication down. In this funny people, communication breakdown. And this happens quite often. Here's a funny example from my real life. I was once at a party and met someone who told me that she worked in labor and delivery. I replied, oh, cool. My grandfather was a truck driver. Okay, what happened here? Well, I heard the phrase labor and delivery and thought manual labor and package delivery. Now, this woman actually worked as a nurse Now, as most of you sane people probably already understood, labor and delivery in this context means that she worked as a nurse in the maternity ward for labor and delivery. So this conversation had a complete breakdown because from her perspective, me mentioning my grandfather's truck driving profession was totally unrelated to the conversation at hand, a complete violation of the relevance maxim. In other words, it wasn't contributing to the cooperative principle of us building meaning together collaboratively. Needless to say, it was awkward. It was hilarious. And I only realized my mistake months later when I found out that she was a nurse in a hospital. If you have a funny anecdote from a time that you had a pragmatics breakdown in a conversation, let us know. I would love to hear it. Well, that's the end of the episode. As always, before we wrap up, let's do a little recap. In this episode, we learned that pragmatics is a subfield of linguistics dedicated to understanding meaning in context. And pragmatic knowledge is important to have because languages are inherently ambiguous and people don't always say what they mean. As a result, our conversations are full of things like implicatures and politeness conventions. This reality requires us to rely on pragmatic inferencing to understand one another. 
We also covered that the cooperative principle and Gracian maxims are general pragmatic rules that we follow to soften the edges of our conversations, navigate ambiguous phrases, find common ground in discourse, and glean that sure and sure, while the same word carry very different meanings. And speaking of sure versus sure, don't miss our next episode where we dive into prosody, the final frontier of the How Language Works series. Why do we end sentences in a higher pitch? Do languages differ in how melodic versus monotone they can be? How does intonation work in tonal languages like Mandarin Chinese? All of that and more in next week's episode of How Language Works. If you want to be the first to know when that episode is out, subscribe to the show and follow us on your favorite social media platform. Until then, be well and stay happy. Ciao!